Welcome back, everyone, for another exciting rehearsal this week with a wrap-up of DCI 2023. Woohoo! We will find out what made Tom say... I said it back when we started this. Watch out for this drum line. They are going to tear the roof down. And why Cynthia said... That flag tag needs to be recognized with some sort of trophy. trophy. Like, I... Uh, congrats. Congrats. So if anyone knows that person all this and more so get out on the field and we will see you back on the sidelines for this week's episode of on a water break let's go set it up top of the show form check form cover down do it again run it back and we'll see you at the show Welcome to another episode of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. DCI literally just wrapped up and we have our hosts and guests ready to talk about it. So many exciting things happen at championships and we all knew that this was going to be one for the history books. So let's see who's on the sidelines this week. Tom! Hello. <laughs> it's not so sunny today, so I can't be all. <laughs> I sent it to you. We had that. We had this uh, rain for the last week or so, so you can have some of it now. We have had mysterious rain the last couple of days. It's been a little bizarre here. Nicole. What is going on? I am so excited to talk about this. Like, Oh, the whole entire time I was posted up in front of my TV with my comfy blanket. I am so ready. The best way to watch, honestly. Unless, of course, you're there. But still, like, I love being able to watch DCI from home. Ashley? Yeah. Hi. It's been so long since I've been on. I'm so excited to be back. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Band camp. Band camp, band camp, band camp. And it's not over yet. <laughs> does it to us oh my gosh Cynthia hi hi guys happy to be back <laughs> and Jeremy I feel like we were just talking like yesterday it definitely feels like I was just here the other day but after being at Lucas Oil for two days it's I'm so excited to talk about these shows yay oh my gosh okay well since she did such a fantastic job the last time she was on, our guest host this week is Alicia Sharp. We learned about her last week, and like I said, she was just so amazing. So we had to bring her back for this episode. Hi, Alicia! Hi, I'm super excited to be back. Thanks for having me. Now, normally, this is where we do our Gush and Ghosts, but I thought maybe we save that for the end after we talk about each of the 12 drum corps who made world-class finals this year. So let's get started. We're going to go in reverse order of their finals placements. Up first is the Blue Knights with their show, Unharnessed. Yeah, right? Uh, you know, real quick, and we're going to do another show. I know we are and talk about everyone else. But my alumni, where I started, the Spartans, whoop, whoop. Open cast champions. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, the Blue Knights. <laughs> it, it's it was it's it's a, a controversial show, right? 
for me though, I saw that bass drum thing back at the beginning of the season, and I was in in my own head like, are they going to abandon this? Is this something they're just going to be like, let's just turn it into something else? We're beating a dead horse. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they just kept pursuing it and trying it and trying it. And the final product last night, it was a really cool moment with the the pressurized bass drums. I thought it it, it finally paid off. I just spent the season trying to figure out what was happening. I saw pretty early on um, that they switched to completely different bass drums for that feature. But then, like, even yesterday, um, some band directors and I, we were all kind of hypothesizing, trying to figure out why the switch and, and what was happening there. Can you explain right? I wish they did me? a better job videotaping that. But it had a, like, a pressure cooker. And it had a breathing tube on it. And you would... Uh, exhale from the drum and and it would right change the pitches you'd blow air into the drum and it would make the heads tighter so it would create a higher pitch um on paper probably seemed really easy but as it went on they probably realized oh wow this is yeah but congrats to them for keeping at it Wow, that's that's cool i've never seen anything like that before no i don't think we'll see it again either and it was a (laughs) I'm sure that like temperature and like being indoor performing versus outdoor performing and all of those things like have an effect on that too wouldn't it that would totally be something you would see more indoors I think you might see some high school lines pursuing this here but one thing that is probably interesting is that is that Blue Knights has always done their thing a little bit outside of the box not caring about i shouldn't say not caring because they've always been competitive but you know doing their thing and then they've landed always like eighth and seventh and so for them to still do something that no one else does with fighting for making finals because Mm -hmm. that was i don't think it was the only goal but of course it was something that they wanted to bring back to their to the legacy right i think just that not without (laughs) really knowing anything about drums is interesting on its own right and what a fight. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. worth mentioning that it was an awesome. all-out bloodbath to even mm-hmm. get into finals this year. Yeah. Like, that last spot was, what was it, down to, like, an eighth of a point? Yeah, it could have been any three-course like, three right there. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was really – so, like, you know, honorable mention to those cores that were right outside of, of that cutoff. But, you know, awesome for Blue Knights that they, they were able to squeak in and – and get to do that. And I know the competition was really, really fair, and and they were nice between each other because uh, there's two girls from Quebec, the the only ones that did world class this year, and there were videos of them just finding out that they made finals and crying and all that, but then the first thing they did was congratulate the Crossmen and saying it was a fair fight and how the two cores saw each other and they fought, and there was a great camaraderie, even though I'm pretty sure... Of course, the kids, the Crossman kids were sad, but I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, we got to go to my, my alma mater, the Blue Stars. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So uh, Blue Stars, they did In Absentia, and um, I have notes for each one, but I'm just going to say it was 
for the blue stars, this was different, but also them. Mm. Okay. Because like, we all are, they actually kind of brought it back or brought it back or did a throwback in the way that they do shows in the whole like changing of the uniforms. Yeah. We hadn't seen that from them in a while. However, it was different in the fact that uh, just what the uniforms, I mean, I guess you could say the differences in like how the uniforms were all individual um, to each kid um, or each performer. Um, And I felt like the music with the show and the changing of the uniforms, that definitely got it. There was this one part in the middle of the show where the percussionists all came out and they were all doing, um, they were all in the middle of the field on um, cymbals playing on the hi hat toms. Yeah, that, that was a hi-hats. good moment for called? them. The hi hat moment. Yeah, really cool. And all, all the green yeah. that worked well for them. Yeah, I thought that that was great. Um, so, very blue stars and very honestly kind of revel, or is it revelant or relevant right now? Oh. Um, <laughs> but, and also, too, I follow it because absinthia absence absinthe is usually like uh green um the sugar cubes yep. those white uh you know oh my god on- i'm having the biggest haha moment i was like what are those spoons <laughs> there it is <laughs> yeah. but can we just talk about like those you words free put into latin, latin so it just makes everything <laughs> a little bit deeper like i'm like yeah. can you just say oh it took me i watched this <laughs> I watch prelims, I watch semis, and I watch finals. And um, they have this performer at the very beginning that just comes out and it has no equipment, but is like, boom, right there. And it's just like, I am locked on you the whole entire time. And they had a great show, uh, prelims, semis, and finals. Like, talk about mailman delivering. A, a month ago, that they only had delivered. two <laughs> Right? They had two tenor drummers. They lost two. They only had. So that's pretty amazing. Wow. They had four last night. Jeez. Oh. Well, I could never tell that. You know what I mean? It was without. Yeah, yeah. And it, it wasn't so, the same two they lost. They had to pick yeah. up two new people. So they two people learned a show in a month. Oh, wow. So it's not just like they were sick and sat out. It was like they actually like lost two. And yeah, had to pick one up two. with a broken foot and the other with a broken hand, I believe. Oh. Oh, that is the worst. Mm-hmm. Well, to honestly pick up like two months, <laughs> pick up on the season and then get in and then get into finals. Yeah. That's some, that's, that's some quick learning and like good perform. Like those are great performers to do mm-hmm. that. But to follow the show, I will tell you, it was a slow burn for me at first because I would watch it and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And then I would say by the time the hi-hat part happened or was happening to the end, that's when it started to pick that's up That's where for I me. get interested as um, well. The in- <laughs> yeah, of course you would. <laughs> uh, you know, you you're right, though. The first half of the show is, is watching a slow movie, and you're waiting for the action to happen. So. Right. And, and it took me a little bit to get that, but at the same time, like, when I went back and watched it the second time in semis, I was like, oh, okay, I get those are spoons. Okay. And so, oh, the only thing that I could not put together with the show were those uh, black tubes that were on okay. the field. Thank you. 
Anyone know what they are? What? What was it for? Was I it a straw? Somebody said something about straws. That's what I. My guess was straws. Oh my god! Do you drink absinthe through a straw? I. I mean, I don't know. This isn't like an, an activity that hard. I partake of You drink of it through a straw. I don't either. It used oh, to be boy. an eagle. <laughs> so, I mean, everything made sense to me. And I was just like, okay, but the way that they use those tubes, too, were very... I liked the way they used oh, them. Oh, it's creative. Yeah, yeah all those, like, the guard tosses with, like, the walkovers all over them. That was really cool. Yes. And really good each time, too. Like, putting mm -hmm. them semi finals i was like yes thank you they've got a lot of postmen in that color guard dude i think <laughs> it's worth giving a shout out to the girl that she had a saber release and she slid down the spoon to catch uh -huh. she had a dropless season mm -hmm. every single performer she nailed or every single performance they had this summer she nailed that um yeah. and she, every single time i was so anxious and so nervous <laughs> <laughs> watching it yeah yeah uh, so, and honestly, too, the last thing I want to do, want to bring up on this, because, like, I sometimes, you know how you have your own biases on things, always. but, like, when you see green on a green field, I don't know whether to think that it was it's dangerous or is it genius. And I will tell you that this time, for the first time, and I think because the uniform went to an ombre black at the bottom... I think it was kind of genius because this time it didn't bother me that it was green. Yeah, on green I thought it worked too because they had like green and then lime green, and so you know, and not to mention like the uh, the color guard like morphed into double its size by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I, because I was like, where do all these? I think go? if they didn't have those white sugar cubes to help frame in the green, they would have just been lost in the background. But uh, yeah, it worked worked well in the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the Blue Star social media, also, I've been seeing them post like crazy that they are selling those spoons. So, any schools out there oh. who want to do a spoon related show, you can buy those. I just hope you're in ladder. If anybody's going to do like Mary Poppins, spoonful of There sugar, you go. Mary Poppins, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. I feel like that would be perfect because you like, doesn't she shrink down tiny at one point and she has to like eat the the cake or whatever? Yeah, there's like the giant tea set. I Yeah, there's just so many ways you could go with that. I feel like that's such a creative prop. If I could just afford to buy one and just like put it in my yard, right. it would be <laughs> I would just part of a playground. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be coming up on something that I want to buy, a prop that I want to buy, but not right now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about troopers to lasso the sun. Oh, man. You know, troopers are always a core. I every single year they put out a show that I love, which is kind of funny because almost every single year they talked about this at the theater for prelims. Almost every year they do a Wild West show. Yeah. And you'd think, at this point it'd get boring. They've been in DCI since 72. You'd think it'd get boring at this point. But every single year they bring some kind of a twist, something that changes the concept, and it draws everyone in. Fan favorite almost every year. Right, yeah. There's not many cores, and a lot of them aren't around anymore that could do that. Pioneer got stuck in the yeah. Irish theme, and they finally went under. Even the Spartans realized, look, we can't be Roman, you know, soldiers forever we gotta 
uh, evolve here. But the troop, man, they put that hat on, and for some reason they could play How the West was won every year, and the people love it. <laughs> right. This was also the set, as I mean, as far as we've gotten to talk about, like, they brought in ropes into to lasso the sun. Mm. They had, like, ropes in their color guard as a prop. Um, I, yeah, they, I think had it as well. They had the ropes for lasso the sun, and then they had a literal prop sun that was just massive, and that's it spun, yes. and it was so mm. cool. Yeah. If this that prop first of all that's the prop I want to buy. I know it's going to be expensive, but also I I I picture something like that at, at like Burning Man. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I thought for sure, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, cool, this is awesome, and it just kept going the whole entire time. I'm sure that was a pretty penny to make, but also yeah, and if, what a way to draw your eye to where it needs yeah, to. Yeah, I feel that... like I've been obsessing over this prop for like multiple episodes now, but it literally was. The um, uh, the torch, the Olympic torch, like the frame for it in 2016, was basically the same idea. And and like and like we you know like I said, we've talked about it all season, and I keep like coming back to it. And like that that's what it reminds me of so much, and I love it so much. Yeah. Was, but yeah, and and hot. hey, our friend who got stuck up there, we talked to him. No one got stuck, ago? right? No, it's been a little while. Yeah, he got stuck. Nobody got stuck for fun. But he made it off. He's okay. <laughs> Yeah, they had a great percussion program this year. I have a question for music people. Uh, I'm not a color guard person, but mm, I think they've had stronger years color guard-wise, perhaps. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, they weren't bad, but it was just no, like... No, no, not at know, all. A lackluster. Uh, for me, it, it was uh, maybe a little lack of color. And and I get it, but oh yeah, well, yeah, you're that was huh. just for me. So more design perspective than like a performing perspective. Hmm. I agree yeah. with that. It was, a, mm-hmm. it was a very dark year for them overall. Like their aesthetic was very dark, and there was no time until the very end when they had those kind of ombre uh, effect of all the flags. They were all solid. Yeah. But we had the like yellow out. That was the only time we got like a a pop of color on the field from them that broke that aesthetic. And it was always refreshing. But at that point in the show, I was like, it's about time. (laughs) Um, It would have been nice to have more color a little early on. Yeah. Yeah. They, I I did see how they went with all uh, gold as far as their brass is concerned. Mm -hmm. So that to their color scheme a lot too. Like I, I definitely picked up on that. Um, but I did feel like it was, you know, I don't know. The, the color guard did not stand, didn't stand out from what was happening in the show. I think it was very much, uh, the harmonica player. Did he really play that harmonica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my other question. You're so right, Nicole. I was having, I I watched this, I'm sorry, Jeremy, but I watched this, um, the DCI with my parents with, Old school. My parent, my dad, just got to the train of like, they don't have uniforms, drum <laughs> uniforms. I was, it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, just get here, get on here, it's been a But um, my mom was having a fight with me. Like all every soloist is like, they're not playing for real. Like they seem so, because they seem so composed, and they like even like screamers, like they don't look like they're having a hard time. But I was like, no, they're just good. But yeah, someone said at the end that he was playing live, and then my question is. 
is music judges are supposed to be able to know every instrument to be able to judge a harmonica yes. solo. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But here's the... It's, it's sort of a whole... A bit of a controversy with a harmonica. It's sort of a whole can of worms. It, it's, yeah, it's absolutely a controversy. A, wood, a harmonica is a woodwind instrument, 100%, no questions asked. It uses a reed, X, Y, or Z. They didn't mic it. They took a guitar pickup and picked up the vibrations from the harmonica and then played the sounds on the synth. I thought, say that again. Say that again. <laughs> so instead of miking it like a typical sound audio, uh, acoustic mic, they took a guitar pickup, which like an electric guitar, how when you play, it's not yeah. actually sending the sound, it's sending the vibrations. Why? They did that with the harmonica. So technically, they were using a computer. Technically, it wasn't a woodwind. But it's a whole box of worms moving forward. Yeah. Um, but see, it, it I guess it's just the thing, because then, then it's when you have singers that, are, like, there was Bjork in other shows that we're going to talk about, but Bjork would sam was sampled, right? Or at least it sounded like her or a recorded of her, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's one singer that can sing, like, I do my love, like, some, like, that's good. Oh, I'll see that's interesting. <laughs> So that is genius. Like, like Alicia said, like, wow, I just would have thought the mic was somewhere on the performer. Yeah. I didn't know all of that was actually. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. I'm glad they were yeah. And honestly, the only reason I found out about that is they talked about it in the theaters on prelims between shows, how they were able to use a woodwind instrument on a brass and percussion field. Yeah. Yeah. This was something they got slapped with back in like May by DCI. They were told, yeah, you have a reed instrument. Mm -hmm. So this is genius that they were able to figure it out still. And I'm sure we'll see it again because they do so much Western, yeah. you know, and, and harmonica that's, I mean, that's such a Western yeah. sound instrument. Like we're used to hearing that. So, but I agree. Can of worms for the future. In, I mean, can't you put a pickup on any readed instrument? I do want to do a quick shout out. Oh yeah. I do want to do a quick shout out to Lindsay Schuler. She's the one who drill for the troopers. Right. Again, as far as I know, and please correct me if I'm wrong, she is the only uh, female um, drill writer who made world class finals. Yup. And we had her on the show. Anybody who's listening who has not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it because Lindsay is not just an amazing drill writer, but an amazing human being and being able, I marched with her and being able to like talk to her and just, she's so down to earth and she's so wonderful. Absolutely love her. Let's go on to the Colts where the heart is. Oh, I loved this show. Um, it, it really was just a really special show for me this summer. And I don't know why the first time I watched it on flow, like, back in like the beginning of July, I got emotional. <laughs> and then every time I saw it this week, I got emotional again. Um, I have no connection to the Colts, um, you know, personally. And I found myself just rooting really, really hard for them this year. Um, and I think they've always done shows that are a little younger. <sighs> For lack of a better word, I don't I don't feel like they ever do shows that are really like you have to intellectually reach to understand them. Um, mm -hmm. They do stuff that's accessible, stuff that like grandma sitting up on you know in the corner of the stance is gonna understand. And 
um, that is just something that's always been successful for them. So um, I know this year they are a younger core. Their average age was 16 on the field, 16 and a half. Wow. Yes. So, you know, they were a lot of young kids that were getting to do this for the very first time this summer, which I think also kind of played into why I loved the show so Mm -hmm. much. But just to use like their stops along tour um, and some of the iconic shows, like for me, especially at the Sevier County show that they featured on one of their props, it's the oldest running show in DCI history. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, And it's right down the road for me. It was my home show when I was marching. So getting to see that on there was (laughs) cool. Um, I think they had Allentown and just too there, yeah. fun and cute. Yeah, Allentown was on there and San Antonio, but it just it they approached the activity in such a fun and sweet way this you know, year that totally tugged my right, heartstrings, like, and I'm just super proud. Yeah, of like them. the last ten years, they've done these. A little bit bizarre, but very understandable shows. Like they did some weird Wizard of Oz thing a few years back that I thought was really cool. Uh, I think it was the Scarecrow was in love with the uh, – uh, uh, Nicole's got something to say, I think. <laughs> oh, well, no, it's just I um, I used to be on staff at Colts um, 19, 18, and 17. And to see where they come from and where they are now and the fact that those performers are young makes all kinds of sense because they have Colt cadets and that um, drum corps – always has a small you know what i mean they always move up that's what the cult cadets want to do they want to become a cult and um i i love the fact that they finally found the formula that works for them within that drum corps and and i mean it's been a long time coming and even though i'm not there with them anymore i still root for them because i have a well vicky mcfarland the director I absolutely love her. She was a mentor to me for years and I just really, I, I really have a lot of respect for her and for that drum corps. Well, um, I think as far as having a, an identity, like we mentioned troopers, they have that strong identity. I think Colts really have that identity as well in the type of shows they do. And, um, and this year was no different for them at all. And I just, always call them like the, the core next door. Yeah, totally. Um, It's like, because just like you said, grandma's going to get it. Grandma does get it, you know, and And she'll bring cookies next time when they perform, too. Um, uh, And I thought just everything was just so, you know, it just made you do that. And it's good for them. And I think that's their identity. And that's how they they do things. However, I never thought I would hear Motley Crue on the DCI field. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> hey, sweet. But I know we probably want to move on to Cavaliers too, but real quick, um, worth mentioning, Colts also celebrated their highest score of all time this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in 90, right? I think that that's was worth great for them. them. Yeah. And their drumline yeah, helped yeah, them with that. Strong them. drumline this year. I was going to say, is it also <laughs> their highest placement too? Mm. Or have they placed higher? Not sure. Oh, I'm not sure about that the one. Ponies. I think they've placed higher okay. before, like in 2014 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I think I, their I don't highest have... placement was like one spot above this year. Yeah. Well, and I think so. I, I, I do. I know we're going to move on. I just want to say that because of, I mean, their percussion is so good because their percussion uh, staff is from Music City Mystique. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. Oh. 
So that's why that's the way that. Well, let's move one placement up. Let's go to the Cavaliers. Their show, Where You'll Find Me. And what place is this? Eighth? Eighth place. So, all right. Only one other time has this ever happened in the history of DCI. Has an eighth place drum corps (laughs) won high drums. The 1982 Bridgman's mm. Drumline won high drums in eighth place. Cavaliers, I said it back when we started this. Watch out for this drumline. They are going to tear the roof down. And boom, they mm. did. <laughs> Great show for those guys. <laughs> when watching them, too, like I'm going to, well, just watching the show, the percussion is the show. Mm-hmm. Like if you really have to look like that's what yeah. you see most of the time. Yeah. And not to mention, like they brought it back old school. Like I think they brought it back old school, like very tasteful, like how things were. Yeah. And it was just mm, it it was very nice to watch. And I would really love to see a video of the show with like commentary from the design team kind of pointing Mm -hmm. out those Easter eggs. Um, Because I think Cavaliers, they have such a long history, but uh, you know, I noticed particularly in students I'm involved with now, they don't know that history. You know, students now, they weren't alive for frameworks. And um, Mm -hmm. I think it would be really cool for them to use their social media um, to connect with the younger fans and Mm -hmm. say like, this is a callback to this show or this right here is from this year or, or whatever. And kind of give us a Anybody breakdown. Anybody on the Cavies social media team who's listening, get on this. Let's go. <laughs> I would watch it. <laughs> yeah. I thought that with the color guard too, they, I thought the color guard even had a sense of um, like very cavalier style, even when unzipping the jacket and, un, you know, unveiling, unveiling like the ombre white, like, I feel like that had been done like before in the past for Cavaliers and it just looked very stylistically Cavaliers from the way that they, um, from the way they revealed that, from the way that they spun um, a lot of that. Uh, I thought that everything was very much on a brand. They were on brand. That's what I wanted. (laughs) Okay. Let's get back out into the field. We have got to review the opener since we haven't touched that in a few days. We will be back as we continue to make our way to the number one drum corps at DCI this year. It is 2023. See you in a second. Hey, this is Christine Ream and Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media. 
Okay, let's get to the middle of the pack groups. Let's start with Lex's team, the Phantom Regiment. They did their show Exogenesis. I was so happy after intermission. I feel like from seven and up, they just showed up. They just showed up and that guard, and I'm not to talk bad about any other guard, but that guard, when I started to see them submit, I was like, all right, that's a final DCI color guard on a field right now. So shout out to all the staff that uh, were there this summer. I know it was a big collaborate effort, um, but it was really interesting. And I love the tarp in the back too. It was just visually very different from everything that we saw from 12th to 8th. So, yeah, I'm super glad for for Regiment and just the new feel and look that they have, but still very Regiment at the same time. Yeah, yeah with those tarps, yeah. can we talk about how cool it was when the horn line went to the back of the field running down that? I mean, at, yeah. the, at the theater, there were literal, <laughs> like, auditory wows and gasps mm. seeing that. <laughs> yep. I have a, a, I always tie everything back to a Disney movie for some odd reason. And uh, <laughs> Raya, which Raya, the last dragon, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that before, mm-hmm. but there's a uh, map and it has all of the, um, the lakes that are in um, Kumandra, which is the name of the land. And that is what it reminded me of was all the mm-hmm. different lakes that were in Kumandra. And it's just like, Oh, okay. Phantom. And, that's awesome. I mean, they used every, I feel like they used every part of the field and they did use every part of whatever prop they had, mm-hmm. especially that floor, um, the tarp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Even the big props that they put on the side and that the um, soloist would go on top of it or I, yeah, they were just very inventive and very classic at the same time. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just a very entertaining show and musical. Musically, it, it came just different from everything that we've heard prior to them. So, yeah, I was very, very impressed. Oh, I will tell you, that trombone, it was just, uh, I use dirty in the most respectful and uh, <laughs> way, but that trombone soloist was just so dirty and raunchy, and I loved it so much. Mm. Oh. oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> I wanted more. I'm like, don't stop playing. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a real strong horn line for Phantom Regiment this year. Very reminiscent mm-hmm. of the... Uh, How about the uh, the days. Mandarins with their show Cinnerman? You know, that was a great show this year. It's so cool watching the Mandarins go from, what was it, 2018, their first time in finals, to now they're moving on up. They're going from just barely into finals to cleanly making finals and even beating Phantom Regiment, a recurring finalist here at DCI. Mm-hmm. just the evolution of the organization over the past like decade has just been so exciting and mm-hmm. uh, and th- just thrilling to watch but I, what I love about the Mandarins it's the same thing I love about the Colts it is audience pleasing artistry and they're not trying mm-hmm. too hard to be intellectual or, or what it's accessible artistry that like everyone can get behind and like People walked out of the stadium after watching Mandarins performed singing their show because oh, yeah. so many songs that like we all knew and are like top 40 radio hits in drum yeah. corps. The arranging really is what got me. I, I felt like they had some of the best arranging all summer long and 
I, I, it thrilled me seeing that show every single time. It just thrilled me. Absolutely. I mean, that ballad, like that's going to be a moment that's shared over and over for years to come. Just listening to take me to church, them play it every time. Oh, so good. <laughs> yep. Yep. I felt like there was a lot of, I mean, even the hat, I mean, this is just going to be the smallest part of their show, but like the hats, the silhouette that that made mm-hmm. across the horn line and even the drum major, you know, it was kind of a, 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 a bending, a, a gender bend a little bit at the very beginning. Cause it's just like, huh, you know, like everyone's in it and you can't tell who it is. And then you're like, Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I loved everything about, honestly about that and not the fact like what i don't remember what those things were that they were in but it did remind me of like rotisserie <laughs> I, said that I wanted rotisserie chicken every time i saw that show yes they kept calling them toasters and that, uh, that's all they call them fences i think the the like the official core called them their fences but okay. I saw a post someone yesterday during finals on Facebook posted like the Mandarin show is literally just waiting for them to spin the guy in the prop at this point. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. There is no I, way you would ever be able to put me in one of those. Oh, I was like, are they going to no throw way. up? I so bad for the kids at the end. Cause I was just like, you have got it. And then they show the face and the kids are like, yeah. I just want to know like, how they picked them. Is it like the ones that got cut from the line or is it the ones that were just the ones that were not going to puke? Like, like. They said during the theater part um, in theaters, obviously, um, that there was like a height requirement because they had to be able to hold on to all four of the things and that all the kids, yeah. kids really wanted to do it. No, can you Aww. please? Everyone's well, in a prop. There's like a hundred props on the field. Everyone gets their own. <laughs> and I don't know like where all they showed this, but like the host Steve Rondonero, he went in the prop and spun around. They did a clip of him doing that. I want to say at Allentown, they showed it oh, on the jumbo town this weekend. Need to find it. That's something crazy. Like as you get as you get older, you know. Okay, biology teacher coming in here, and like your inner ear like develops and it gets harder and harder to do that. So like those kids are running around and jumping in those and spinning around and they're able to like walk afterwards. But I feel like if, if I were to get into one of those, I would, there's no way, like maybe when I was their age, I could have, but not it makes anymore. Me yeah. Really dangerous rides at the fair. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about the cadets Atlas rising. I, I love the style and I know it was a at some point an issue about why are they wearing what they're wearing for me it makes sense from the get-go I know why I'm not gonna get into the to the I'm not gonna judge the people that were judging negatively those uniforms but that 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 like it just made sense and that flag line like I don't think there's one other flag line that I watched more than them they were tits they were clean like period that's all. Like, I don't think I watched the rifle line. Sorry, guys. I'm pretty sure you were good, too. But that flag <laughs> line was amazing. Really. Like, it, it really, really took for me the show. And it's just so fun to see the cadets um, healthy like this. Like, mm-hmm. in, a, in a very, like, clear state of where they're at, what they're doing, and how they're doing it well. Like, and coming back on retreat, 
in their uniforms so my papa is happy and all the <laughs> like it just i they're just classy and it it i love love the production and i'm so glad for them and yet again their legacy legacy is so important to me and and yeah but that flag line and i want to i don't know who it is but that flag tech needs a medal everyone needs to know her name mm-hmm. everyone knows that i think techs are the the stars that no one called out because everyone knows the designers and all that that flag tech needs to be recognized with some sort of trophy trophy like i uh, congrats congrats so if anyone knows that person <laughs> i uh, i bow down i bow down to that tech but we all know how the world of drum corps works so uh hopefully they just come back is mm-hmm. it is it april <laughs> i don't think april gilligan's been involved with the cadets for a while now. Yeah. Um, i don't think she's She's been, I thought she kind of moved on and was doing the, the family thing and kind of focusing, but um, I don't know. Maybe she has kind of helped bring the, the color guard back to where they are because it definitely, the the older style cadets were evident in this year's show. And I agree, Cynthia, you saying like to see them in like a healthy, solid yeah. place. I think that's, that's worth mentioning because that core has had so much turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, man, they were like the single most athletic horn line of the year for me. Right. They were doing things that no other horn line was doing in terms of visual components from like inversions and the way they were moving on the ground, the way they were moving with each other. It's just not something you see color guards do it all the time, but mm-hmm. horn lines do not. And mm-hmm. I think cadets this summer may have like set a new precedent for what horn lines are expected of or can't are capable of moving forward. Well, our producer just said that April is listed. April Gilligan is listed on staff. So it is evident. We can see it. Like she's back. And this is, is awesome. (laughs) but they, but they brought back like last year, then bright, they bring back, um, Oh, I don't know how to say this in a very nice matter, but, um, the people that were there before, 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 like the needs and Figlio is kind of, on direction anymore but she was still around and and yeah in april and those women are just that what built us as color guard staff aren't they so i do think that um Mm. what from what alicia was saying about like the horn line and um how, how they're doing and they're running while they're doing it like that does remind me again of like kind of old school cadets like uh you know red pony year and when they were running around and everything like that and honestly too it does tie into what cynthia was saying like they look healthy atlas rising is about like how much you can Mm -hmm. take and keep going maybe this is you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. atlas is the cadets and they are rising Mm -hmm. so this is their uh their journey to get back to a healthy spot yeah I think too, weren't they working with uh, Marching Health? You know, we're talking about they were how the horn line is just running and running and running. Like they are, these kids are in the prime shape. They were seriously focused on physical fitness and not just like, okay, let's get in good enough shape to get the show out there. They were actually like, okay, let's turn these kids into athletes. I love that. I love it so much. Let's let's talk Boston Crusaders. White whale going on this ship. White Whale won. Oh my gosh. This was yeah, that ending all the summer. <laughs> Their color guard is so 
amazing. I I like barely even watched the horn line. Like all I only watched the color guard. They're Heather Graham is just God, chef's kiss. She's amazing. And what she teaches those kids, well, how she teaches those kids to do two turns. Oh my that gosh. Is great. Because you see I see other people do two turns and like, okay, but the technique is like not quite there. But they nail it every single time. They are really a master class in and trusting their teammates too and I, I think they're they're not necessarily getting the credit for it um, that I wish they were getting but even last year they had this you know amazing trio moment like feature and they they did that again this year again they had this really awesome trio mm-hmm. moment but um, kind of a motif out throughout the entire show in the color guard were partnered tosses that were caught by two different people. You know, like if it was oh, just a yeah. Yeah. flat cat, you had a kid on each side. And just the level of trust and timing and commitment that those performers had to have in each other to be able to achieve that stuff, I think is just a testament to what is happening there um, culturally and how far that core is going to come in the next few years. Um, because they have that. They have that trust in each other and that that team environment and I'm, I'm just impressed with it every time I watch that color guard because you know mm-hmm. that color has synergy there was one part in the show that I just loved and I waited for it every time is when uh there was a blonde girl I, I think she was blonde um on rifle and she was juggling her rifles and then tossed it back behind her for the other guy to catch it and then she does yeah. like a walk over through the horn like through those the the you know through the horn line that was there I was like oh <laughs> I just loved it. I thought her. I have some sort of opinion that people may not like, and I look up to all that staff. We're talking about other grams because we don't know how she does it and how she teaches so many kids to be able to do things that she was doing when she was marching. Right? She's one of the ones that brought all those twirls. Um, tricks oh yeah, to she started out in the. Uh, she started out in the baton world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. But. Um, I knew there was like a big, like, oh my God, they're not going to get Zingali and they've been having it. And we all kind of know that they're doing the hardest technically stuff out there. Although Blue Coats and, and, and Blue uh, Devils this year have done hard stuff that I have not have seen them do. But they were not executing the same way that usually Boston do. There were more drops this, at least at finals, that Boston usually has. And... I figure that that kind of worked in their disfavor because difficulty is not on the sheet as highly rewarded as it probably should. And then when they have drops on top of it, it, but so, so yeah, so I all agree with what you're saying, but there were more drops than they usually have. Um, On the flip side, the musicality of that color guard as a whole on the core is just something you don't see with any other. It looked like the music was written for the color guard. And not the I other agree way with around. That. Mm. I totally agree with that. I think musicality, they they take the cake for me as well. And I mean, I I would love I would love to see like color guard judging in DC guy move more towards appreciating the mm-hmm. you know, the challenge, mm-hmm. you know, 
like like how we judge WGI, I would like to see that line up a little bit more um, because I think the color guard caption have looked very different this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, and- yeah, especially like, it's world class. Like push yeah. the envelope with this. It's yeah. you know, don't just do the same thing over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like Boston does that better than anyone else with their color guard. But and how many rifles did they have to do the two turns? Because that no one dropped. It was like more than forty kids that did the rifle toss with two turns. I know, it's I, like a requirement to be in the color guard. It's like, can you do a two turn on with the seven? No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it just come back, work on it, and come back to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, but just, that's I mean, like so. It's so weird that that's like a standard scale now. Like it, oh. if everywhere that you see, that's like. That's not a solo moment anymore. That's an ensemble moment. Right. I thought about mentioning this with Blue Stars, but the front walkover is also kind of a standard yeah. now. Yes. We saw, I mean, mm-hmm. that was that happened in eight different shows in finals, yeah. for what it's worth. Eight different, and not a solo moment. It was moments where, you know, a line did it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, um, that's, I don't that's, know if I could march now. <laughs> I definitely could not march now. <laughs> We're going to be doing, um, like, four spins and double illusions and, gosh. <laughs> for the, it, but for the whole, in a whole for White Whale, like, I didn't get to, this is one of the shows I didn't get to see um, prelim semis finals. I only saw uh, semis finals. And um, I loved how they did change it up so that the whale won, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm... <laughs> You know, everyone wants a happy ending, and I get that. But at the same time, it's just like, well, don't let's not be. Uh, we already know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And um, I will tell you, from prelims, no, excuse me, from semis to finals, I feel like it was a completely. Mm, they had a different kind of hunger mm. in them for finals. <clears throat> And like you, it wasn't even just from the horn line or from the pit, because I saw it in the pit, um, but even from like the drum major, like every, that whole drum core dialed it in together and just, oh, gave it to you. So um, I, I really, really, really uh, enjoyed their finals performance. I appreciated that the ambiguity of the ending of the novel was played with too and in, in yeah. how they let the will win some nights and and not yeah. other nights. I think that that was really true to the work that they were featuring. So love that. Yeah, I think Boston did a great job of playing to their strengths too, um, using some familiar pieces, uh, you know, shipping back to Boston and all that, where that really drew the crowd in. Um, the percussion program. Um, mm-hmm. You know, year after year since Colin McNutt has been there, it's just phenomenal. Um, and, you know, people were a little upset last night about the recaps. Really? Where did like, they come in? Uh, I think they ended up fifth in drums. Yeah, but that's right. We, we were talking mere tenth between first and sixth place in drums. Huh. It's not like anybody got slaughtered. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, a very tough year to to pick who's the best at anything. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, but that's the way you'd want it to be. Mm -hmm. I know that that's like, oh man, but at the same time, it's just like, dang. Mm -hmm. For sure. Close. <laughs> okay, we've got one more rehearsal chunk left. So let's touch the ballad a bit and set up at the triangle solo. We're going to tackle the top three next. Be right back. Hey there, it's Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts. I'm the host of the Marching Roundtable podcast, and coming this next Monday is our DCI 2023 wrap-up. This is usually one of our most popular podcasts of the year, as we talk about shows we loved and memorable moments that made this such a great year for drum corps. You'll hear comments like this. But there was so much energy in that show, too. I mean, finals night sitting in the stands was I mean, out of this world. You know, I swear they held that cord at the end longer just so they could keep spinning them and let the crowd go nuts for them. Like, <laughs> uh -huh. I have to give it to Crown as well. They're always really big. Like, they're not afraid to take up space with their guard, with their horn line, with their music, with all of it. Um, and so they can fill that entire stadium really, really easily with everything that they're doing, and it's really, really impressive specifically in the uh, snare feature which they have several of but uh, they have this moment where they do a really impressive stick trick which I had only really seen online as like a one-off one guy can do this thing and everyone's impressed uh, but it's called the Casey claw and it's like a back stick they're really just like it looks like you're rotating your hand like crazy you could watch the Cavaliers this summer and see them do it <laughs> um, but I've never seen a whole line do it before clean it was amazing. Watch for our DCI wrap-up podcast next Monday at marchingroundtable.com. And out now is a podcast called Administrators Talk Marching Band. Three administrators talk about the importance of marching band for the school, the community, and the students. Directors, you'll find this a very helpful resource. And if you're thinking about marching drum corps next season, go right now to our free resource called Paying for Drum Corps, endorsed by Drum Corps International. It's an hour-long presentation, which includes everything you need to raise the money for your drum corps tuition quickly and easily. Listen to me. Now is the time to take an hour, learn how to use your time and energy most efficiently, and get your dues taken care of early. Go to payingfordrumcorps.com. We have made it to the top three, and I know everyone has plenty to say about these groups. So let's jump right off of it with Carolina Crown, the round table, Echoes of Camelot. You know, I'm going to start this a little bit differently, but seeing them on prelims at the theater versus seeing them live in person at semis was just such a different experience. The way that horn line can project, like I, at semis, I was literally the back row, like I could touch the wall. The way that horn line just spoke all the way up there was just absolutely beautiful. You know, I'm I'm a huge uh, even when drum like when I first started going to drum corps, I would love to sit like right in the middle and like honestly, I would well, I wouldn't scream it, but I would just scream to myself, "Blow my face off!" And they did that. It's almost like the guy in that Maxim commercial, I think, when the like you know the sound is blowing him against the chair. <laughs> He's like in a wind tunnel. I feel like Crown did that. Crown was Crown was that horn line.
Yeah, it was definitely not a weak start per se, but scoring wise, Boston was like ahead of both Crown and Blue Coats for a lo- for a while. I mean, they they flipped around a whole bunch, but most consistently it was Boston early season and then uh, fourth at the end. Does anyone know analy- like analyzing the judges where it shifted or? Um, I, I think San Antonio is when Crown started really taking a stand for themselves. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, Carolina Crown has won that brass award so many times now in yeah. the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like Blue Devils, you know, winning, what, 21 world championships now. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Shout out to uh, Matt Harloff. And Caroline Crown for getting best brass. Susie Harloff is usually on with us, but she's not right now. So shout out to Susie. Good job, Harloffs. Yay. She's celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about the blue coats? Blue coats, right? Uh, I think that show, I love the show myself. I think it's great. Musically, Visually, I'm not 100% sold on it, but uh, I love the color schemes. I love the, the ideas they were trying to do. And the layers of music. Wow, man. Uh, uh, percussively and, and the front ensemble. Um, what an amazing job scoring that. What a great, great musical show. I don't know if there's a lot of people that... <clears throat> I mean, there's a bunch of color guard people, but musically, to me... It sounded like they composed their Winter Guard show. Like, little cuts, little uh, sampling that creates a new song track. Mm-hmm. I think musically it was really, really interesting. And it was, and I, I'm not a music person, but it sounded different than what they used to do. Or the years that you can recognize, like, a full song as a piece. I think it was very interesting. And visually, I was in awe. I love neons. Like, with it's it's my, it's, I'm, it's my soul animal, I guess. I, I really, really love what they're doing visually. I love the uniform, the core uniform, how it moves, like the flow it had. I know. And people just hear us, so they cannot see your bitchy faces. But okay. I'm that, you know, I'm that person. I love how it moved. I love how the, I think it's you, Alicia, that talked how the drumline moved and how they do physical stuff. And I think Blue Coats did some of that too, like rolling around, like standing on their heads, like, um, so blue coats, I, you, I liked it. I liked the visual and I liked the uniform and the, then, and I want to buy one, please. I, I won't fit in any, but yeah. I, I, uh, Cynthia, I'm with you. I yeah. liked, I liked the way they And honestly, I liked the way they moved. I mean, yes, the color. Oh, well, I have a couple of things. One, I, I really, really liked how the how the horn line moved because mm-hmm. there were some parts where they were doing body with the color guard, mm-hmm. and they were clean right with them. And I was in awe of that because, like, there's there's horn line movement, but then like they're dancing, mm-hmm. like they are flat out <laughs> showing you skills. Um, and, um, I always have a soft spot in my heart for blue coats flag line and their choreography. Jim Moore. Oh, I'm just like, uh, how people scream for Taylor Swift or for Beyonce. I scream for Jim, you know, like show me all of the Jim Moore twirls that you can. And, ah, yes. 
and so that's what that's what made <laughs> that's what made me extremely happy uh, to to have in that show. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, everyone knows that it's a poem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Watch yeah. I don't Rose. think a lot of people realize that at first. Yeah. It takes me back to reading Rainbow Time. Like, honestly, I was waiting for the butterfly in the sky. Like, <laughs> I was like, yes, but I didn't hear it. But also, too, if they had done a little do do do, and then I would have been like, good for you. <laughs> I, I right. do think second place was a surprise, though, for a lot of people with the blue coats. Uh, you I said you think it, it was a it was a surprise. I think so. Uh, I think people were thinking further down for blue coats. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. A lot of people were expecting Crown to play well, both Boston and Crown, but really Crown to take that second spot. Yeah. What was that spread? Mere mere tenths, if that. Yeah. Hundreds. And, and I, this is what where we get caught up in shows that are accessible for an audience. And that's why audience expected Boston or Crown to place higher because their shows were accessible and understandable. And the people that don't get what the judges are having to do or they don't understand the nuance or the technicality of what they're looking for, you expect those shows that we just get to place higher. So I think I think people were frustrated because blue coats were more intellectual and and the average person sitting in the audience doesn't understand well, and what? think about, like, marching band shows, like high school marching band shows and stuff. If you're going to local contests and stuff like that and you want to place well, you're going to be seeing judges who maybe are young judges. Maybe they don't have a lot of experience all the time. And they're going to be more inclined to also feel like those, you know what I mean? Like, also feel like those more yeah. accessible shows make more sense and they, they might score a little higher. Um, and, and maybe that's kind of something, you know, we really have to understand that like DCI is a whole other level than anything else we've got going on in this activity. Like they are, you know, that's, it's, it's really, it's big brain stuff up there. (laughs) Masters of the music games, right? Yes. Real quick back on the score difference, 0.075. We were so close to another tie. Like last year we had a tie for second this year, a fraction of a point away from a tie again. The color guards were practically tied. Like blue coats and Carolina Crown was color guards were so close. It was like it, it was less than a tenth of a point there too. Well, that's so that's that's. And GE was zero point zero two five. Like every caption was so close. That's such a and tough what job. A proficient um, finals this year i mean i was just talking about this with someone earlier today just the top 12 it, it was such a strong year yeah. across the board so of course oh, yeah. the scores are the way they are because i would not want to be a judge how do you look at what they're doing at such a high level and differentiate mm-hmm. all right let's go ahead and hit number one the cutouts oh. with the blue devils i where do you even begin? I have to say uh, they humbled me this summer. Um, and I grew as an educator this summer because of blue devil show. Um, I had to kind of admit my best friend is a four year blue devil vet. Um, and I, I had to kind of admit to him this summer, like, Oh my gosh, I'm such a fan. And I've not wanted to admit that out loud. I think for like four years, but this summer <laughs> it just really hit me. 
Um, and, you know, I think that if everyone could do it, everyone would be a champion. And I think Blue Devils are right now in a class of their own and that they are taking concepts that are so simple and, and building shows around them that are so nuanced and so elegant in that simplicity. Um, and really designing every single thing they're doing from top to bottom. And it just really blew me away this year um, to watch them and see that simplicity, but also see all that nuance and um, the control they had and the, the little things they added all summer long that really grew that show. Um, and for me, you know, I'm a multicam lover. I watch everything on multicam and I found myself this summer wanting to watch them on the full cam because I feel like in normal, in the normal world, the further we move um, a microscope away from the subject, we tend to see less detail and blue devils are, are giving us the opposite of that. When you back away and you watch that show as a whole, that production as a whole, you're really actually able to um, appreciate it a little bit more. Um, and I just, again, I just think they are in a class of their own and they are boundary pushing and they are changing the activity with every performance. And I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> I watch him and it's over and I'm like, I need a cigarette and a drink. <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. I mean, visually, like you're saying, you watch Blue Devils, normally you want to watch all the detail stuff. But visually, the whole, you know, they marched more this year than I think they have in past years. Uh, and the drill is just designed like cutouts. It's so brilliant how there's all these little squares always coming together and falling apart. And yeah, it was really cool to watch the visual program. Yeah. Someone told me that the, the uniforms were like cutouts of prior costumes that they'd done as far as design. Yeah, and it that's what I heard my, too. Oh my gosh. And I just, I, mm-hmm. it's just so great. It's such a fun design choice. Yeah, no details are left left hanging. Never. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's how that trickles down from first to to the bottom. <clears throat> I did to the details. The one thing that kind of threw me for a loop, though, was hearing them play both sides now. Because it's just not something I would hear from the Blue Devils, you know? They right. played it perfectly, but I was just like, is this both sides now? Actually, okay, I'll tell you how this went down. Um, I got really tired by the end of uh, semis and couldn't watch the rest. So I went into my room, but my roommate and his friends were still watching the rest of it. And I could hear like the music playing and I was like, is that both sides now? So I texted him. I was like, is this both sides now? And you could hear them giggle <laughs> in the other room. And I was like, who are you watching? They were like, Blue Devils. I was like, what? what? They're playing? Okay. So... That was honestly one of the one one of the things I wanted to see was how they did this, how they portrayed both sides now on the field. Because I'm at the age where I've seen it on a field, I've seen it on the floor for winter, and they did a really good job with it. That's all I can say. Like <clears throat> honestly, I think it's hard to mess that song up. Yeah, and does anyone know why they chose that with the cut? That was my thing. Like both sides now and. The voiceover that they use in French was, if I'm not mistaken, Charles de Gaulle talking about the machinery in the war. And I was, I, is it just a, a 
using mu- music. You know what I mean? Like, is mm-hmm. there? I did it have to do with the artist? I think it was him speaking, but I don't know. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Really? Okay, then maybe I'm wrong then. I think there's, there's, I literally talked to someone, um, Cynthia, last night about the same thing because I thought the voiceover was Matisse and someone else told me that it was Charles de Gaulle in like a lifetime achievement speech he gave about him. So I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the particular choices as as to the why, but all um, right, Blue Devils, we need the details. Yeah, we need yeah, the details. Well, they, they did put out like a, a podcast or or interview thing on their social media that you can check out. That's that kind of breaks down um, the show itself, and they talked about the major pieces of art from Matisse that they drew from and and why they did certain elements. Um, and I've not finished watching all of it, but it is out there and it exists. And I think some of those answers are probably there. Yeah. I should listen to this. Cause on the other hand, I'm not saying that if it doesn't, if there's no reasoning or intellectual reasoning, it's bad. Cause I do think it's interesting if they just picked up Charles de Gaulle for his voice, the words, the rhymes, that's how most people heard the voiceover, right? Cause they don't understand French or, and, yeah, and often we use, I don't want to say too much, but lyrical, when you use a song and you just focus on the words and you don't necessarily focus on the musicality of the, like a voice as an instrument, that's to a detriment to, a, you should write to voice as an instrument also to the words that they're saying. So if there, it, it was just used for that purpose, that makes sense too. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Rhythmically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to point out um, that uh, the Click family was huge in this uh, DCI. Uh, so let's see, Piper Click, she was in the color guard at um, at Blue Devils, and they got the Zengali. Um, oh, Avery Click is in percussion and got the high percussion award and at Cavaliers, and uh, Don Click. Uh, is the program coordinator for the Colts. And we all know Stephanie. She's near and dear to her heart and has been on the show before. So um, talk about a good DCI for that family. <laughs> for sure. Oh, my gosh. Right. All I think about is the cost. <laughs> and she's driving Stephanie, her daughter. I was yeah. going to say, Stephanie was supposed to be here today, but she has to drive her daughter to college directly after DCI finals. Wow. So... <laughs> Woo. It doesn't stop. All right. So we've gushed about everybody else. What what did we miss? Or what do you want to go off about on our gush and goes for the DCI 2023 season? Let's let's get to our favorite part of our show right here. Gush and go. Ashley, let's start with you. I think my favorite part was the little trio part in um, Boston Crusaders when they were spinning the rifle and the saber at the same time, tossing it over people. I don't think I'll ever get over their color guard. The things that they do are just literally insane. And I know there's other color guards that do that, but. (laughs) Sorry. Anybody who hasn't seen that it's, it's on their social media too. So, like, there's little clips of it, and there's clips of them rehearsing it, and then, like, side-by-sides of them rehearsing and them in performance. Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I absolutely agree with you. That's fantastic. 
Cynthia. I think I want to gush and go at the um, retreat. Uh, the announcer. I was looking for the word. The announcer said at a point to just to give recognition to all the staff and everyone that has worked around those members. And we said at a couple of times how those shows, that top 12 was one of the greatest top 12 that we've seen. And the focus is on the kids and that's what should be deserved. But I would have been standing up my feet and yelling my, like screaming for those staffs, those people, the technical staff, the design staff, obviously, but I said it again, the tech staff, all the ones being on the field and living the hot summer with the kids on, they need to be recognized in any shows, any sections. Um, so yeah, my gush and go is like, you guys are lucky technicians to do that. I feel it's the best job there is to be on the field with those kids and letting them know that they can push a little bit harder and they are deserving of, of applause and, and rewards and, all of that because th those shows are really, really good technically for I think all the top twelve. So yeah, one hundred. I love yeah. that, Nicole. Um, I guess uh, what I because we saw a lot of pictures and things like that. I just want to do a huge shout out to um, the to the judges, and in particular Mark Hoskins. Um, he was the first. Um, well, not the first, but since it's been about 40 years since there has been a uh, a judge of color, a, you know, a black man that is judging DCI finals. And he was judging DCI finals and he's been with DCI for years. However, this is the first finals and it was great to see him there. Um, it, it, and we do, there were some uh, females as well. Um, I want to say four if I'm right, if, you know, throughout the whole uh, prelims, semis, and finals. Um, it, it, it's just something to take a look at, the, like how the diversity is actually happening, because um, we are seeing a lot more diversity within the drum course. I, it, it's so evident, and you see it. It's very right in front of your face. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of times when, I mean, we age out at 21, um, and a, a lot of them want to, a lot of, uh, a lot of performers want to stay inside the activity. Uh, it's really hard to want to keep going in something that you don't see yourself in. And if those performers don't see themselves on the other side of the field, then it's going to be harder for them to reach for those kind of things. So um, I, I would say, yes, I, I'm, a, I'm proud that Mark was out there and giving that, um, that representation. We need more. We need so much more. Absolutely. Nicole, can you educate me? How many judges is there on every panel of prelims, semis, and finals? I could be wrong, and I am going to go ahead and, like, say that. Um, I think it's doubled for each. I, I got your back here, Nicole. There's uh, there's 12 each night for a total of 36. Okay. Yeah, so I was, I was kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's only one out of the 36 that was a i don't get it one out of 36 dci do better do better come on <laughs> tom what do you want to get you about right well uh 
let's just gush about the bar that's been set performance-wise. Mm. From first down to last place, and I don't want to bag on last place, but even all the way down there, mm. what I saw this year is night and day compared to 2022. Mm -hmm. 2023 set the bar on 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 the the, the ability and and what can be done in the period of time that we have. So it's going to be pretty nuts moving forward, I think. But that's my gush and go. Everyone was just yeah. freaking amazing this year. Ribbons right. for everybody. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, what about you? Um, oh, man. I think I need to gush really just about how many um, – female drum majors there were in finals this year and really across all DCI um, female <laughs> drum majors and uh, brass soloists. It was really a significant number. I love to see all the, the women in drum corps uh, representing and there's actually not to, you know, I'm not affiliated with them, but there's a great Facebook group that is just called women of drum corps, uh, yeah. which is great to get plugged into if, if, you know, you're wanting to get into the activity, but um, it just is refreshing to see so many strong female leaders um, on the field. And we had, I had students this year that favored Phantom because of Phantom's drum major. Um, so definitely pulling kids into the activity, getting to see that representation. And it was, it was awesome. Oh, Phantom's drum major got the uh, drum yeah, major Peter. award. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yep. Nice, nice. Jeremy, what do you want to gush about? Yeah, this is going to kind of sound like a cop-out, but I want to say and just talk about how great the community as a whole is. I mean, I was I was at finals, and just before the show started, my wallet fell out of my pocket. And I'm thinking, well, this is an NFL stadium. It's as good as gone. At the end of the day, there was that lost and found. Someone had found it and turned it in. Everything's still in it. Nothing touched. That's amazing. That is yeah, I, I feel like if we, that was a football game, it might have been a different story. But DCI, uh -huh. just the, from, from the performers to the staff to the fans sitting in the stands, there's so many great people in this organization and in this activity. And you know what, Jeremy? You're right. That happened in Allentown. Somebody lost a phone and a credit card. <laughs> Most people, nah. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for the type of people that drum corps mm. produces mm -hmm. and then the fact that we take what we've learned and then take that out into the world and i guess that can be my gush for today but yeah. uh yeah just we there are there's so many great fans and and i think dci is an educational experience like none other so yeah and for all those kids that are going home well, uh, tomorrow, I think it's going to hit a lot of people tomorrow, how quiet their mm -hmm. shower will be, how quiet their, uh, you know, waking up and, you know, stuff is going to be, you know, be kind to yourself and give yourself, give yourself some time, you know, like that whole after uh, tour blues is for real. I, I mean, I know I went through it and I keep hearing about people going through it and, but your memories are your own and you have so many. And with this day and age of like snapping pictures on your phones, you have pretty much your whole season already on social media. So you can go back and look at it anytime you want, but you know, you did this, you did that. Be very happy that you did that. Don't, oh, I'm going to be like Dr. Seuss. Don't 
cry because it's over, smile because you did it. Uh-huh. Right, right. It's one of my favorite sayings. Don't be sad it's over. Be happy that it happened. Yeah. And it happens to all of us. Like even, even, you know, when I went back and I was teaching and I would be like gone, I'd be on tour for two weeks and I'd have to come home. It, it still happens. Like it is, it's just a part of it. Take that t- decompression time. I love that. So, well, you guys know that I love to get to know all of our hosts and uh, let our audience get to know you as individuals. So I need to know something about you. Um, what part of the DCI 2023 championship are you? Let's let's okay. keep the same order. Ashley, let's start with you. Um I think I was probably the girl in the Colts that had that she ran across the front sideline. They're about to finish the show. The show, she falls over. She with her sign, she gets back up, she runs to her spot, and she's like, What fall? Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Girl recovery for days. That was so good. I was like, oh, she fell. Oh, she's back up. <laughs> you blinked and she's standing back up. Cynthia, what about you? What what I wish I was or what I <laughs> um, either way, both yeah, sides. I think I think I wish and I think I am that trombone soloist at okay, blue coats. At the end, there was that trombone soloist and that trumpet player screamer. That what the like a, he's a and <clears throat> the trombone soloist was screaming at the at the screamer because like how just to pump up that I don't know you know just being supportive for you see it on the on the multi cam he's just cheering his friend but to a point that. He didn't care. I'm pretty sure he could have been picked up by the mic on the bell of the trumpet. But, um, yeah, I think I'm at that person that when you're on, you're on the field at finals, you do you. You have control as a performer to do whatever you want. Even if your staff is mad, it's the last show. And I'm pretty sure at the Blue Coast, they're allowed to do those things because that's just how their vibe is. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have been that person just being like, you are amazing and I'm by your side. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Nicole, what about you? Uh, I'm probably, okay, so there was this point in the Mandarin show where there's a soloist guy and he's standing up. I think there was a soloist playing, but he's like just giving like the yar face and everything. Like almost looks a little feral. Um, Maybe I'm on that part of it because like, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) anytime you're out on the field and you don't, nothing is a given, you know? So you don't know whether or not prelims is going to be your last one or semis is going to be your last one. So like literally every show, this is what this dude was doing. And I was living for it too. I'm like, Oh, how do you practice? <laughs> how do you practice that? I'm sure they were like, well, just think about being feral maybe, but I bought it, <laughs> and, I it. and I was just like, yes. Okay. You, you win. <laughs> You've won for me. <laughs> Tom, what about you? I'm going to have to say I'm the tunnel. Mm, that ooh. feeling you get going out onto the field when you look up at the, the, the audience for the first time is so much different than when you're running back through that tunnel for the last time. Yeah. 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 Agreed. I think that's one of the greatest things about 
about uh, uh, drum corps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you always oh. have a tunnel, no matter where you are. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, that pump up right before the show. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm feeling it just thinking about it right now. <laughs> Alicia. Ugh. I, you guys are all so sweet with your answers. And so like, oh, it's the end. We love the activity. What? Oh my gosh. Mine is not sweet. I, this whole time, um, I've been sitting here thinking, cause actually I was going to say what Ashley said, that I was the girl that fell, but, um, <laughs> I thought if I, what part of finals I was, I was either the harpoon that did not kill the well, or, I was the black eyeliner that every horn line seemed to love this year. Oh. Did you know the black <laughs> eyeliner that everyone was wearing? Was <laughs> oh. so. well, there like a sponsorship involved there or something? Did somebody call up Maybelline and be like, hey, so. Oh, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> uh, no, I'm one of those for sure. <laughs> Jeremy, what about you? You know, not to call it back to the mandarins, but their costume change where they start out with the, oh, this is the hoity-toity version society wants me to be. And then there's the red, like the real version of you. And we all need to find that real version of us and stop yes. pretending to be the fake persona that the world wants us to be. Well, that got real, Jeremy. Like, Jeremy just told us he's a sinner, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Take I'm me to church. <laughs> no rest for the wicked. <laughs> Oh, can I just say I what what part I would like to be? I don't know what part I am right now, but what part I would like to be is I would like to be Brant Crocker. Could I be Grant, Brant Crocker? Is that oh, allowed? Wow. <laughs> I met him once. I don't know. I may have talked about it before, but I met him once and at a, at a show, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're just like my idol," and and all this, and and he was just like, "Really?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes." So and then and I was like, "Can I take a picture with you?" And he's like, "Why?" <laughs> But I still, I keep this picture and I love it so much. So I, I would love to be able to be the person who's just like telling everyone what's going on on the field as everybody's coming in. So that's, that's my dream job, I guess, of DCI. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for a great rehearsal this week. Thanks to our hosts for recording this less than 24 hours after DCI finals happened. Guys, this is awesome. I love how we pulled together so fast and did this. Ashley, Cynthia, Nicole, Tom, Jeremy, and of course, the lovely Alicia. Go subscribe, write us a review, share this with a friend, follow us on all of our social media. It's at On A Water Break. Make sure to leave us some reviews because I want to read those reviews. Keep them coming. And we will see you at the next rehearsal on a water break. Go practice. <laughs>